What's up, everybody? Kevin Wagstaff here. Got Hyde Anderson on the pod today. He's one of my faves. He's a Spector OG. He's been around since the beginning, and he was hard on us. He he made us better, and so I, I have a special place in my heart for Hyde. And he's just a vibrant personality. He's always looking to improve himself, the business, uh, his community. So he's a great one to listen to, and I want to thank all of you for listening and encourage you to share the pod um, in other Facebook groups. I think um, people like Hyde and a lot of the other episodes and many of you that have been on um, need to be shared outside of just the Spector community because I think you guys make the community and the industry better. I think the influence that you all have on doing things well and being professional um, can truly elevate the industry. So share it. Give me more ideas of who you want to see on the pod um, right into the chat if you are one of them with a story to tell and, uh, and you know any unique angle or flair on uh, on the industry or the home or your story. So thank you, everybody, and hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for jumping on with me. This is like five years overdue, first of all, because you're a Spectora OG. Um, I think people like hearing about the early days because you've had an awesome growth story. So like it might be boring for you, but I think it's interesting for people listening to hear about the days when you were up and coming and uh, how you handled it and, and kind of just your background too. That's a nice way to introduce you. When did so you- we started and I don't mind telling the story at all. Um, it's something that, you know, we talk about a lot because as we go through, we're a multi-inspector firm. Uh, we've got four inspectors in the field right now. We're looking to double or triple that inside of the next 12 months. So we have a lot of challenges ahead of us, but a lot of where we came from has helped us prepare for that. So when we talk to potential candidates, we go through that story a lot. We started in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, it was just me chucking a truck kind of. <laughs> uh, and uh, in 2015, we started at the very end of the year. And then in 2016, I did 80 inspections. And then in 2017, I did 180 so and then jumped up to 300 and then 400. And then got to the point where it was like, you know, we're serious about this being a real business. Right. We're not just going to make this a, you know, this is my one home inspection company, one man shop. We're going to hire people. So last year uh, we did 1200 inspections and we're working right now with a corporate investor uh, that wants to do as many buys in our market as all of the inspections we did last year. You said about a hundred a month, right? Maybe yeah. potentially, which is insane. One buyer. And that's before we hired on our growth guy who has already set up and executed lunch and learns and appointments with two of the top three teams in our market. So the growth, I mean, like last year's growth was really weird because it was the pandemic and the sales cycle was really off. Like the um, winter, the fall market really stretched out into December and then January was really strong. But even this year, we're up over last year's numbers, which is very, very strange. But anyway, um, so yeah, we started out as a one inspector shop and kind of grew in that manner and always wanted to start with the idea that 
we were going to employ people and provide people opportunity. So you and had that vision what, early on. You knew, you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because when you're a single man operator, I mean, you're one ladder slip away from being in destitute. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a very real concern. And there are a lot of guys that take risk with their livelihood that just isn't acceptable. Like you shouldn't be putting your business that kind of risk. Right. You shouldn't be falling off of a roof and then your family can't eat. That's not appropriate. Very real. You know, and I don't think there are enough inspectors that are having that conversation with themselves. And most of that, I think, comes from just the where they come from. They come from other industries where they're plumbers or they're drywall hangers, and they're used to just being a solo operation um, that is always kind of on the edge. But right you get hurt hanging drywall, you miss a week. You come off a ladder coming off of a roof, your career could be over. And that's a very real possibility. So that's why we decided to initially, very early on, talk about wanting to be a multi-inspector firm and wanting to grow in that capacity. You know what, Hyde, this is so this is so cool to hear because out of 88 episodes, no one has ever referenced that as being a main driver of be, becoming multi-inspector. And I don't think many solo inspectors even think about that when they say, oh, I don't want to manage people. That's why I don't want to do it. Risk mitigation for your future, <laughs> putting food on the table. That's amazing. I've never, I've never heard it phrased that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a part of, I mean, do you want to be a home inspector or do you want to be a business owner? And those are going to come with different amounts of risk and different amounts of opportunity. Right. So if you want to just be a home inspector, you can do that. You can make a good living. I made a good living as a solo operator. Absolutely. I'm not getting paid as much as I did when I was a solo operator, right? right? But, you know, the potential's there and we see the end goal. But if you're a solo operator, the risk is, it's huge. All on you. You know? Yeah. I mean, I had a guy three months ago coming out of an attic and slip off a ladder and he was down for like three days. And that's, you know, that has to be accounted for. That has to be, you know, taken into the equation of, are you a business owner? Are you a home inspector right. you know what do you want to do a lot of home inspectors have a very basic idea of the industry and they talk about it in very broad terms and unsophisticated ways and they talk about their profit margins being like 70 percent, which isn't true but they always forget that like you still have to plan to replace you like if you're not out there doing the inspection how much money are you actually going to make and set your business up in that way yeah so actual business at that point yeah, I forgot that, what your, I forget what your background is. Remind me again, and and for the listeners that don't know what you did before home inspections, that's that. Yeah. So I was always a, you know, I make a, I don't know, 
I'm a great business owner, but a poor home inspector. And this is why I say that. Okay. Uh, I was a truck driver for 15 years mm-hmm. before I got into home inspecting. And I am a true jack of all trades, master of none of them. And when um, I sit down and work on business opportunities and work on our business, I am great at building the trains that run our business. I don't run trains. Like I like to build them and then give them to someone else. Yep. I don't like to run them. So, you know, when I go into a home inspection for the first, you know, 300, 400 home inspections I did, it was really invigorating to me. I really enjoyed it. But after that, I just get bored at home inspections because I've done too many of them. And, you know, I've seen 2000 homes and that's not a lot to a lot to some people, but, you know, for the average guy doing, you know, 200, 300 inspections wow. a year, it's a lot. Um, and I just get bored at home inspections. And so I need to move on to the next part and build the next train. Like, how do I build the next moving piece in our business? And that's what gets me excited. So I was a truck driver for 15 years. I'm a musician. I do recording and stuff like that. That's all like the side passion. But after, you know, my entire background and the reason I got into this industry was because I met my wife. And at the time, I was traveling a lot driving. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we knew that we were going to have a family and that I was going to have a daughter. Well, I don't know if it was going to be a daughter, but I knew I was going to have a child. Yeah. Uh, thank God I had a daughter. You don't want sons. Those are <laughs> Girls are so much better. <laughs> Please them all the time with Barbies. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I wanted to be home for her every night. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started looking at other business opportunities. And in 2015, which is only seven years ago in Ohio, um, there was no licensing. So it was a very low bar to entry. It was an industry that I understood that um, I was good at. And since I got into home inspecting while I was driving truck, like a lot of guys do, I can count the number of times I've missed bedtime on like two hands. Yeah. And that's just the incredibly important part to us is that family aspect of running a business and really putting family first. Beautiful. So beautiful. And the early days, you, you definitely struck Mike and I as someone that was very focused and had a vision for how things should be. So I don't know if you remember those days where you talked with Mike, like almost every night or, you know, for a while there, you guys were buds and me and you were buds. We still are, but those were fun days because you, I remember you, you, this burned in my brain where you said, Kevin, you said, I'm, I'm hard on you guys and I'm demanding because I know the potential of the software and what it can do and what I need it to do. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, man, he's, he's been in the business like 20 years. He, he knows what he's talking about, but it's like, you were fairly new, but you knew what you needed. Where did, where did that level of, um, I guess, conviction come from? Is that just how you are? Is that just call how it, Let's call it self-aware, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. When you, anything that I approach, whether it's business or personal, 
Um, really the most important aspect is clarity of vision and clarity of thought. When you're building a system inside of your business and when you're working with another um, operator or a software provider, like you really need to have that clarity of how is this going to be done? One of the first uh, books that I listened to was um, Extreme Leadership mm. by Jocko Wilson. Oh, yeah. Wilson Willick. Willick. Yep. yeah. And we talk about having like a hard job and an impossible job, <laughs> but this guy leads a team of Navy SEALs into hostile territory and takes over houses and prisoners and documents every inch of a room inside of 45 minutes. And you're complaining about your home inspection. Like, you know, I, I, I don't want to belittle in any way the efforts <laughs> of people, but you know, try to do your home inspection while holding an AR-15 and making sure no <laughs> one dies. Like, it's just, it's, it was a very impactful book for me where it was like, you need to have your systems in place and you need your clarity of vision. And at the time when we started with you in 2017, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, the home inspection software industry was just in kind of an archaic fashion. Like there was no one really developing modern products. Like you couldn't even mark up photos in the software. And I had an interview with a guy today that still has to upload to the cloud, download to his laptop, then mark up, then re-upload and do all of that. So when Spectora came around, um, I saw a real opportunity because you guys had that want and that need to be a market leader and to really produce a prime product that would really be like a start to finish mobile solution. And so like when we were having our back and forths um, in the beginning, um, it was like, I understand what the other software companies are doing and I understand why they're doing it, but you have a real opportunity to really step into that space and crush it. And that's what Spectora did when, I mean, in 2017, we didn't even have like global search. Like we were missing Something. so many features. Yeah. And when we started bringing these up to you guys, uh, you guys were just incredibly responsive because it made sense because we were like, hey, you know what? This would really set your product apart. This is where you should put your development time in. And then Spectora st uh, stepped up and I was like, yes, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing because it's those are the features that other software companies don't have that really set the space apart because I mean, even the old giants in the industry, whatever, uh, still don't have those features and still are just incredibly hard to use. And so it was a really cool dynamic in the beginning. Um, and every business goes through its cycle, right? In the beginning, the owner's very involved. And you guys were very involved in the beginning, as was I. And then 
you get on where you start hiring people and they start taking over the responsibility. And you hope that you've hired the right people to keep the flagship running straight, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and in the beginning, you guys were incredibly receptive to just like how the product should work. And that's, it was that open dialogue that really led to the development of some of those features that really help inspectors do their job. Oh, thank so you so that, much for saying that. Now, I, I want to make one comment on that and then move on because I don't want this to be a, a, a pitch for a us. Spectora love a fest. Spectora love fest. But yeah. we are, it, we're in that chunky middle of, in, I want to know about your growth kind of hiccups and lessons too after this, but we're in that phase now of Mike and I allowing some of these leaders to step up and show their faces more and be present and build those muscles. And there's going to be a drop off, right? We're going to hear people say, Oh, you guys aren't, you guys aren't listening as much. You guys aren't doing X, Y, Z. And it's that phase of them needing to ramp up to like, learn how to be in the business, how to take critical feedback from the next hide who's starting his business, you know, this year, next year and says, I need this, this, and this. And so it's a fun journey. It's frustrating. I'm start. I had my first couple of grays, you know, over this last year. Oh, um, really? I'm in the oh, club. I'm so <laughs> I'm so the sorry club. about that. No, yours looks great. It's bad when it's just a few. You, you're in the sweet uh, spot. Uh, <laughs> but tell, talk, I, I would love for you to kind of maybe even drop a few specifics of like that first hire or that that year when you were like, wow, this is taking off. Yeah, I'm ready. What what was going through your mind? How did you? what resources did you use to grow? Like, how did you navigate year? Was it two, three, four, maybe? Uh, so started in 2015, made our first serious hire in 2019. Okay. It had some um, assistance before then, mm -hmm. but no one that was really a serious hire. Or maybe let's, talk, one. Let's, talk about when, let's talk about when you were kind of bursting at the seams, that feeling that a lot of inspectors, I think, felt over COVID where they're like, oh, I'm stressed, I'm turning down business, but do I hire? Yeah. So you have to be very, it's a very interesting point in your business because there's an incredible amount of opportunity, but you also have to be very intentional with your money. Mm. So cash flow is a real issue for home inspection companies that aren't doing a million dollars a year in business. Right. Yeah. Throw um, them. Yeah. Basically your choice is do you want to be a single man operator doing $200,000 a year in sales? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to be a million dollar company? Everything in between sucks. <laughs> okay. Cash flow sucks. You know, I'm freedom uh, not there. Yeah. Time freedom's not there. You're getting trying to get personnel in place. You're trying to work systems out. Once you hit that, that like million dollars in revenue, then you have that ability to apply cash where you need it. Hopefully you're running at 20 plus percent profitability. And then you can start to get more time freedom because you have more people in place. Until then, man, it is a struggle. Like you are just sprinting the entire time trying to get it done. And that's when you find out, are you going to make it or not? Because if you make it to the million dollar mark, hopefully you have key leaders in place that would help you grow to five, $10 million in sales. If you don't make it to the million dollar mark, you should probably lay everyone off and go back to being a solo job. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the harsh truth. And I think that's a good 
framework almost of saying like, are you just going to run yourself ragged, making yeah. less money? Yeah. Cause uh, my best year I made 85 grand. I paid taxes on $85,000. So for a guy that didn't pay much for schooling and, you know, doesn't really have a whole lot of experience in the industry. Like I'm not a 35 year vet, you know, I went to school, I paid like four grand, whatever. Uh, and then made 85 grand in one year. That's not bad, you know, for your average blue collar guy that, you know, just has to show up, work nine to five, take the weekends off. That's not bad. Well, above the national average of, you know, the average. Absolutely. The average and that's very reasonable for a single man operation, but where's your opportunity there? And that's what, that's when we stepped back and said, you know, yeah, I'm making good money now, but I did 65 inspections in July and didn't see my family like at all. Like I'm running 12 hours a day. I did, you know, no, my, my, my last high ground proud spot in my company is that I did 429 inspections in one year. And to date, no other inspector in my company has done that. Now, <laughs> That's going to be hard to beat. Do. That's going to be hard to beat. But, uh, and, and, you know, it's different in every market. You know, some markets, you know, you're doing more condos, so you can do more inspections in a day. Sure. Some markets, you could know. be misleading, are, right? Could be a misleading stat. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I'm talking about full home inspections on single family residential homes with basements that are 2000 square feet. It's a, it's a hard week, but when you get to that part where you want to start growing, you start taking on a lot of responsibility and cost. And if you haven't planned out your business model appropriately, you're setting yourself up for failure because you cannot grow your way out of a bad business model. Mm. if your business model isn't scalable and isn't set to grow then it doesn't matter how much in sales you do you won't make any money and you'll be inspecting for the rest of your lives i know multi-inspector firms with 10 people where the owner is still in the field doing inspections and and by the way has no team leads still trying to manage 10 people plus his operations staff all answering to him that is no good. I am not signing up for that life. When, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck seeing your family. Mm -hmm. When we, um, we recently lost our team lead. Um, I know you're not on Facebook, so you probably didn't hear, uh, but our team lead that had been with us for two years, that was our first serious hire. Uh, he caught COVID and developed COVID pneumonia and he was on a ventilator for a month and he passed away. It was incredibly difficult, still is. We buried him just 10 days ago. Um, and it was a big hit to our organization. At the same time, our operations guy um, that was doing all of our scheduling uh, decided that he wanted to leave. So we lost half of our leadership team inside of a week. Oh. That's a real struggle when you wake up and half of the people you call to solve problems aren't there anymore. Brutal. But I got five other people that have to pay their mortgage. 
So I better get my ass back to work. And I'm not going to kid you for the last six weeks, I've been very bad at what I do. I have not been a good business owner. We have literally been in survive mode. We have not been in thrive mode. It has been a complete struggle, but we're finally getting back to that point where we're scheduling interviews and getting people in the door and starting to bring in new talent. Cause you know, when we say that everyone in our team is family, like it's not just like a marketing slogan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not even kidding you when I say that when my lead inspector is on a ventilator, his wife is at my kitchen table once or twice a week for dinner. And we're dropping off dinner once a week. And we're at his, it was a very weird moment as a business owner because our part-time scheduler called me up and said, hey, the funeral's on Thursday. What are we doing? And I said, well, I don't want to assume how anyone else handles their grief. I want you to personally call everyone and say, we can take the day off and you can be there. But there's no judgment. And there's no requirement. You handle your grief however you need to. And that's fine. And every single person in our company showed up and was there the entire time. And we drank a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue and told stories and had our time. And then you go through the weekend and you wake up on Monday and you're like, well, still got bills to pay. So time to get at it. And that's a very, it's one of those parts of being an employer and being a multi-inspector firm that no one prepares you for. Because you don't know until you know. You don't know until you go through it. That's my condolences. I, can, I can't even imagine what that's like. And then you compounded, um, you know, how, how is the, I guess, competition for people for talent in this industry? Cause you said you're interviewing, you're getting people in. Is it, yeah. is it easier right now? Is it harder? People want to it's get back to work. Very, it, I mean, it depends on market to market. Of course, in Columbus, it's strange. <laughs> And we are in a very unique situation with our corporate investor that wants to do a lot of buys. We are able to employ people that we normally wouldn't, meaning they are single man operators that in this incredibly hard market, I mean, there's some estimates that saying 50% of home inspections are, 50% uh, of sales are going through without home inspections. 50? Yes. I don't, of course, depends on market to market. Right. right. Those are some estimates coming from some of, you know, like the Zillow and the realtor.com um, projections saying that half of homes are not getting inspected. So, single man operators out there are really struggling. It's hard to yeah. run a single man shop right now. You better have your marketing and your networking game tight. Mm. If you're trying to bust into this market right now, 
uh, you need to buy like six Zig Ziglar books and read them all right now. <laughs> get your ass out there. Yes. Because it is not an easy market to bust into. Um, I had a licensed inspector because in Ohio we're licensed on my couch today. That's over there in the office. <laughs> uh, uh, coming to work for us because he can't generate business. Right. So the brand, the brand matters. We're fortunate that we, one, set up our business model in a way that was scalable. Two, got involved with a great coaching group. We're with IEB, and they've been very instrumental into Amazing. our success. And then three, have hired some incredible talent. If you want to hire a marketing guy, man, Sorry, I can't even tell you. Uh, we hired our marketing guy, Joe. I don't know if you met him at the last conference. Dude is a killer, okay? He used to do cold calling for the Better Business Bureau. Now, his teeth that, alone, real. Yeah. that alone is like, oh, this guy could probably talk on the phone. Yeah, this will be okay. Yeah. When he would call someone for the Better Business Bureau and he'd be like, hey, I'm calling for Mike, the business owner. I just want to talk to him about the Better Business Bureau. And the person who picked up the phone would go, I'm sorry, Mike passed away. Hmm. He would say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Who's running the business now? <laughs> that is Brutal. the kind of marketing person you need. Need someone that has dialed a million dials a day. That's a million dials a day. And uh, he's the guy that, you know, has set up, you know, our lunch and learns and our presentations to, you know, really the top 1% of realtors in our market. You know, he called my wife up and he's like, hey, I, I guess I didn't have my metrics right. I didn't know who I was supposed to be calling. Who are the top names? It was a little unclear. And she gave him the top names. And he found the second busiest team in Columbus and somehow talked his way into that team leader's personal cell phone number and called him up and set up and it was like hey and he, by the way th my favorite part he didn't even call up and say can we present he said hi I'm Joe with Cap City Property Inspections we're going to be buying you lunch who do I call to schedule this with? <laughs> the presumptive close. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, guy is a killer. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be so sad when we lose him someday. No. Nope. Someday, someone is going to offer him more money than I can pay him <laughs> to go work for them. And he's going to come in and he's going to be really sad. He's going to be like, hi, yo, dude. They offered me this much money. Can you match that? And I'm going to be like, Joe, I love you. Go be happy. Go but take care of your family. Knowing you, he will have trained too many Joes that are killers Better. too, and they'll be doing their thing. So life will be well. Life will be all good. Uh, that's awesome. The one thing that I definitely want to talk about uh, really quickly, and let me check what time it is. Uh, yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, when developing a multi-inspector firm, the number one, in my opinion, goal of your leader and of your CEO should be to never repeat themselves. So you need to have your system in place immediately 
to start developing processes inside of your business. Mm, okay. So when someone calls me and asks me a question, I don't answer their question. I say, I'm about to send you a video link about how to do this. And then I get online, I click on Loom, I click on my web browser, and I make a video for them to do it. That video gets uploaded to our Microsoft Teams, and that video is there forever for anyone else that has to ask that question. And if I had started doing that in 2015, I would be so much farther ahead of where I am because that knowledge base would have already been built in. We're going to have to add your address to this episode for the hundreds of hours you're going to save home inspectors um, from that one nugget of advice. And they're going to send you cookies and gifts because- right. That, that right there is a leverage. That's a leverage. That's leveraging video, leveraging your time. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a Microsoft Office uh, 365 account costs you $12.50 a year just for you. A Loom subscription, I'm sorry, $12.50 a month. A Loom subscription is $10 a month. Just start recording everything you do in your business. Kind so of systematize. As you bring people into your business and they're like, hey, how do we process a VA loan? You're like, oh, well, this is what we do. Here's the video. You know, you don't have to answer that question five times. It makes your onboarding process so much quicker. And when you're talking about a multi-inspector firm, especially with training inspectors, the number one cost is labor. It's not tools, it's labor. So the quicker you can speed up that training cost, the quicker you can free up your time the less labor you pack. It's like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I think a lot of inspectors are scared to hire because they worry about doing the job while training the next guy to do the job. And then they just don't hire because they're worried about onboarding. That's the cheat code right there. You just gave them. And um, that, and when you hire an inspector, you have to hire him with the expectation that he's going to be training the next inspector. Oh, okay. Have to. If you want I mean, all of this comes back to where's your place in the industry. If you want to be a single man shop, I love you. You're going to do great. You're going to do amazing work. You're going to take care of people. You want to be a multi-inspector firm and you want to run with the big dogs. I know those guys. I talk to those guys. I'll drop names all day. I don't have to. <laughs> but they start out with the idea of every person you train, you're training to train the next person. So they need to have that expectation in place that like, I have a licensed guy today that we're going to hire. He went on a um, ride along with one of my inspectors. It's been a crazy time. I've already gone through the story. I didn't text my inspector and tell him, I forgot. I'm answering phones, I'm doing a hundred things. I pick up the phone, it's 2.45, his inspection started at one. I go, hey, Seth, man, I'm sorry. Did Matt make it there for the ride along? I, I'm so sorry, I forgot to tell you. And that's Seth right there. Come on in, buddy. Sit down <laughs> and work on your report. I'm finishing up something here. And I said, I'm so sorry, I forgot to tell you. Things have just been crazy busy. Seth doesn't miss a beat. Guy showed up and said, I'm here with Hyde. I'm here for a ride along. Seth is like, all right, let's go do this. You know, you have to set up your organization with a growth mentality that growing 
is how you provide opportunity to talent. And as a CEO or as a business owner, your only job is to recruit, train, and develop top talent. That's your job. Love that. I could put that on a bumper sticker. Um, I would. Um, you mentioned a couple. You better send me one. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned a couple of things we could touch on, um, and we can let me know when you got to jump to. I know, like you said, you're you're wearing all hats right now. So how, you good on how much time you got? Ten minutes. Oh, I'm good. I mean, cool. I can go for whatever you need. Cool. You mentioned the investment company you're working with. I thought was one of the more unique things I've heard lately. Um, I mentioned it to Mike, and he was so happy for you. Um, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah. How does that, how does that opportunity come about? And then um, what could this potentially lead to? This could be a, a complete game changer for you from, from what we talked about. Yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting opportunity. Um, it's an investment company. I'm not going to mention the name. There's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty of them. Yeah. There's, there's, there's right? hundreds or thousands even that are buying up. So, houses. There's a really interesting movement in the housing market where a lot of real estate investment trusts and um, Wall Street buyers are coming in and buying large amounts of single family residential homes. Okay. It's happening. You're not going to stop it. Um, they are going to get bought. I don't know how I feel about it philosophically, but that's not my point. That's not my part in the transaction. Right. Uh, I see an opportunity there for us to do those inspections. And to do that work, we had an investment company that was referred to us. And I kid you not, literally, we got the referral because they work with another Spectora inspector in Kansas City. And, uh, oh, what's his name? I'll get his name here. Brian, Adam. Um... No, starts. See, now you're going to make me look. I know. There's a couple. Yeah, a couple great guys in, in KC. Um it's a, there's a nice crew. They all like run around together too. It's like they go to conferences together and uh... yeah, yeah. They're very interesting. Um, <laughs> and so they, so he gave um, them your name, right? Yeah. The inspection company came to him and said, Adam Pointier. Yeah. Pointier. Yeah. Pointier. 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 Yeah. Great guy. He's been on the pod. Yep. He's never given me my last name, his last name. Uh, he came to me and he said, hey, this company's done work for us in the past and work for us right now in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And they want to go to Columbus. And I gave him your name because I've seen you online and on the Spectora family site. You're visible. Yeah, you're visible. Yeah. Visible and not for nothing, but helpful and generous and never combative online. Like, I think those are very important qualities to have when you're interacting with your community because you don't know where the next opportunity is going to come from. Can I underscore this and give you some props? I don't want to interrupt. I'm interrupting your story here for good reason. Is that the story you're about to tell of an opportunity that is, is going to do amazing things for your business came about because of how you represent yourself, how you help people selflessly, how you have very clear, I think, uh, morals, ethics, values of how you treat people. Um, that was seen online and felt by someone enough to say, oh, you're in Columbus, go see Hyde. Like he's great guy, great professional, does, does great things. So I just want to give you your props on that and say, there's a reason you got lucky, but you create your luck. Uh, So go on. I appreciate that. And it's, you know, 
I always kind of make it a joke because it's the oldest line in the book. It's the Zig Ziglar line, help people get what they want. You'll get what you want. Mm. And we all know it, but no one ever pays attention to it. <laughs> like 1%. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> and Seth over there sitting, waiting for me to finish a letter for one of his friends mm-hmm. is a member of our team because we contacted another licensed home inspector and said, hey, we're looking to hire. Are you looking for an opportunity? And that licensed inspector said, I'm not, but I just talked to this guy that is really cool and you should talk to him. And that's how we got the opportunity to hire Seth. And the reason we got the opportunity to work with our investment company is because I know Adam just from being online and they wanted to come to Columbus and he said, you know, this is a company that uses Spectora in Columbus, and this is who you should talk to. And that kind of opportunity um, is just one of those things where, like, the only competition in this space is yourself. There's no other competition. We don't make our guys sign non-compete clauses. Mm-hmm. Some people would, you know, blow up and be like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, you don't understand we don't view other home inspectors as competition. They're just other guys trying to do their job. And we're going to go out and we're going to do our job and we're going to hire Joe's and we're going to, you know, kill it out there. I'm not worried about, you know, one guy leaving my organization and scuttling my business. That's not how that works. I, I always tell people like we're a completely open book about where we've been. Now where we're going, that's different because we haven't proven any of that out, but once we prove it out, we'll tell you about it. Talk about it. Yeah. Where we've been, you know, everything you want. I don't care because the whole entire point of this is that I need a lot of other home inspection companies to get really big because they need to buy me out someday <laughs> I need to retire. Right. And that's not going to happen if there are no other really large multi-inspector firms. There's no one around. Yeah. Yeah, if there's no one else, no one around, I mean, who am I going to sell to? Right. And eventually, I mean, everyone leaves every organization someday. You either die, you retire, or you're fired, or whatever. Something happens. Yeah. Something Natural happens. causes, and no one owns 100 percent of a market, so it's kind of a no, that whole mentality silly in the first place. Absolutely. So we got that opportunity through Adam, and when they came to us, they specifically said we want your reports to look like Adams. We use Spectora and we use them because we like the report and we like the uh, request to remedy feature. Mm -hmm. They use that constantly. Uh, In the last, since July, they did 60 inspections with us and they plan on doing a thousand this year. After 60, they said, you passed your audition. You passed the audition. Like, really? <laughs> that was the audition. That was the audition. Okay, I'll take it. So Whatever. they are going to buy a thousand homes over the next year. That is insane. That's that's what they're. Um, I mean, if they can find them, they will. Right. The that's what go. they've given. That's what they've greenlit their you know local agent to buy is a thousand homes in the next year but it was the first time that we ever had a large inspector come a large i'm sorry investor come to us and say we're using you because of spectora and i don't know if like i know like you guys have been talking to redfin maybe Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Started doing some light stuff with them. Um, Doing some stuff with them. That's a really unique thing in this industry is that that's the first time that's really started to happen. Like previously, we use some other software providers and every home inspector wants to pull up a reason why they're unique. And a lot of them say, I'm unique because I use this or I use that or I do this or do that. This is the first time we've had a large company come to us and say, if you're not using this product, we can't use you. And it's one thing if it's an agent that does, you know, 20 deals a year. <laughs> right. It's another thing when it's a company that's doing a thousand deals a year, you're like, okay, uh, I'll use that product. Sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to get the uh, rest of that worked out with some of the, um, hopefully some of the upgrades we're talking about to help the investors. Yeah. A bit. But that was, a very, yeah, a very unique process for us. Um, to work with that investor and how much they love Spectora. And by the way, um, my reports look better than Adam's. Oh, take that. Uh, I'm just saying, Adam, you can get on, uh, you can get on my website. <laughs> look at my, he's uh, going to email me immediately to come back on. <laughs> right. You go look at my, uh, go look at my sample report, buddy. I got it locked down. Got it locked down. Uh, that's awesome. So congrats on that again. Well-deserved and and, you know, you're obviously the unique X factor to the business too. So it's like that plus the reports, I'm sure they'll, they'll do business with you in any city or town and, and who knows how, what your expansion might look like in the future. Um, speaking of that, you mentioned IEB earlier. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about this investment company buying maybe a thousand homes in a year. Do you think these are kind of glimpses of more to come or do you think, um, or like, what do you see the future holding? Like what excites you about the future of this business? It could be anywhere from the multi angle of consolidation where the multis get bigger. Um, things consumers want, things agents want, like, how do you, how do you see the whip out your crystal ball for me? Yeah. So this is usually the part I don't like to talk about just because I haven't proven any of it out. So we started a program last year where we were doing listing inspections, pre-listing inspections. Uh And we have the perfect program for pre-listing inspections. It's Carfax for homes, right? Uh We go in and we do the inspection for free. And then we sell the report to buyers that want to get a look at the report before they make an offer. It's perfect. Failed miserably, <laughs> completely failed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just sitting there going like, no, this is how the housing market should work. You should have an independent third party do the inspection before everything else and then right. sell it to the buyer. And then you're, you're golden. Yeah. Total failure. So that's one of those things where like, I will totally cast out my crystal ball and where I think our business should go, mm-hmm. but with the extreme caveat of, you know, <laughs> we all is, could fail. Yeah. <laughs> we all. Absolutely. And it depends on your market In our market pre-listing inspections just don't work. No one trusts the, um, list, uh, the listing agents inspector. So okay. that that's the key. That's the key assumption there. Right. Or the key. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it's not like we have 500 online reviews or anything. <laughs> and the Yeti, the mug. Yeah. That's, that's my growth guy, Joe, by the way, that's, I'll put in the shameless plug. Oh man. That's a, that's a must. 
It's a must. I'll bring, I'll bring you one at the next event. Yeah. People don't toss out mugs like that. They use <laughs> No. Well, we got these little and tip for all of you inspectors. Uh, this is a coaster, but it's for your car car. Oh. Inside of the cup holder in your car. That's why it's so small. Mm-hmm. People are going to put this in their car in the cup holder. It's never getting thrown away. Beautiful. Never. Has to be sticky. Anyway, the future. We are going to see more and more corporate investment into single family homes. We are going to see more and more companies that want to come in and collect as much data as possible. It's all about data collection. It's an entirely data play. We worked with Inspectify for a while. Um, we haven't worked with them recently because they don't have their business model tight. They don't have it worked out yet. They're asking too much of our industry. And there's an entire group on Facebook, by the way. You can go join the Inspectify Facebook group. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to see more corporate investment and more of a data play. And then we're going to see more revenue developed around the inspection. The biggest problem with our industry has been recurring revenue. Mm. The average client only sells their home every 4.8 years. That's not a great business model. You want monthly revenue. You want a subscription model. When you look at business values of a service business and then business values of a subscription business, the factors that you can sell it for are just tremendous between the two. So when I look at it, I look at a large investment company coming in to buy a thousand homes in my market. Mm -hmm. And I say, they're out of state. They're going to need property management. Who else would you rather have managing your properties than a group of home inspectors <laughs> that are all in my state, FBI background check, BCI and I, all running around with super keys that can look at problems and really evaluate it and maintain that recurring revenue. Interesting. Very now, interesting. That's before we get to the data play because the real data play. Because those homes are nice, and I think the property management thing has a place, but it is a low percentage, and it is, um, they're class C properties, you know, they're just classic rentals. Mm -hmm. But then we start looking at, if you're running a home inspection company right now, and you're not taking a picture of every data plate in the home, you're doing it wrong. Mm. You don't take a picture of the data plate because you think it provides your client more value. Take a picture of the data plate because one day you're going to open a plumbing company and you're going to say, I know 3,000 homes and I know what the water heaters, when they were manufactured and when their life expectancy is, and then you can just start direct to consumer sales immediately. And no other plumbing company is going to have that kind of data. No other plumbing company is going to have that kind of information. You're going to be able to step into the market and, you know, immediately start generating sales just based off of the data that you have. So being the first technician through the door 
that gets to collect technical data on the home to then generate sales from additional businesses. Now, to be very clear, uh, we always, our industry is weird with like the conflict of interest thing, right? Right. Conflict of interest is only a problem if you do bad work. If you do bad work, it's a problem. Worried about it. Yeah. If you don't do bad work, you'll be fine. Second, we would never send out the same person or the same company to the same house to do work and stuff like that. Right. But as a business owner, I want to own that roofing company with other people that knows where the roofs are in my market that are at the end of their lifespan. Yeah, that's okay. I, I can't, we, we can't go too long on this, but like the whole, just because there could be a conflict of interest doesn't mean there is going to be that you have to do business in a shady way. I, I think whenever people have that flimsy argument, I'm like, well, what if the person needs a new roof? Yeah. And what if you have no, a good roofing company? I got, I'm incredibly <laughs> cutting you off right here. I got so tired of people saying you can't refer contractors when in my market, I know who the quality contractors are. You're helping. I know who they are. I will tell you who the good plumbers are. I will tell you who the good structural engineers are. I review their work. I know what it is. They don't send me money. I don't get a kickback. Well, one roofer likes to send me money, but that's yeah. the roofing industry. But it's like someone asking you and you know the answer to the question and you're like, no, go find the answer on your own. Yeah. I'm like, oh, just ask your realtor because, you know, she does 12 deals a year. Well, I do 1,200 a year. I know who you should call for plumbing. Right. I'm going to give you that list. You know, I had a realtor call me today and she needs a referral for a soils engineer. She gets that request once every three years. She doesn't know who a soils engineer is. She doesn't have a good referral. And I love her. She's a sweet lady. She's amazing. Sweet lady. She's amazing. But if I have that knowledge of who those quality contractors are, Really, the problem is that I'm doing my client a disservice by not telling them who quality contractors are. Well said. Now, the question is, the big debate part is, from all of that trust and goodwill that you've built up in your brand, you now have been a free lead source for these contractors. Is it wrong to say, no, I should get compensated for that, whether it be a package of inspection or on a per lead basis, or if it's, and if it's transparent to the client. Yeah, that's small-minded thinking right there. Kevin. <laughs> I got on that because I don't want their compensation. I you want to own the company. Their, I want to own their business. Yes. And I want to go. do that work. So the companies that we do refer to, we refer to because we know they do quality work and almost to the man like I said, out of, I think we have 24 contractors on our referral list. And there's one person that gives us a kickback besides an alarm lead company, right? Yeah, yeah that's the alarm lead that's stuff. Like that. uh, by the way, thank you for doing that. Remember, it was me that told you. you yeah, there's you. you. You are the one that has made Secure 24 become a very legit integration, a very great source for people. Uh, I want 10% of everyone else's check. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's talk about that. We'll, we'll, cut we'll this talk off about and, that. We'll cut this off and talk more. But uh, they have been a great partner, by the way. And thank you. And they they always they are, and that's the reason why we pushed so hard for them in the beginning. Yeah. It wasn't because we wanted the money. It was because we wanted our clients to have great people to work with. And I mean, that's what you're asking a realtor to do when you say, my name's Hyde. I work with Cap City. You should refer me because I'm great. Yes. Well, when your client comes to you and says, I need a roofer, do you know any? Yeah, I do. I know some great ones. And I'll give you their numbers and they're not going to send me money. And I don't care. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about, you know, working with great people and serving people. And that's why when our online presence, you know, the whole reason we have the opportunity we have is because it's, I mean, just literally drive it right back home to Zig, help people get what they want. You'll get what you want. You know, you help the atoms of the world develop their business, and then they send you the top and you know the top of <laughs> the whale. Yeah, help succeed. That's that's how the entire thing works. You have to give selflessly of yourself, and when you're a single man operator trying to become a multi inspector firm, you're putting in unreasonable hours. You're working every day selflessly trying to build something amazing. If you don't do it in the right way, you end up with nothing. When you come at it from a completely selfless approach and say, I just want to help people, then you will grow something tremendous because you're just trying to help the people around you. And those people will want to help you. I can't add anything to that. That's so well said. That's a great place to leave it. People are probably going to want to reach out to you. I'll link to your website. Um, Website's fine. Uh, direct message me on Facebook. Uh, friend request me for sure so that I see those. Um, and then you can always email me at hide at capcityinspect.com. Uh, that comes straight to me. And uh, yeah, I'm always open to anyone in the industry that wants to talk and develop, you know, great practices or talk about items because, you know, the only way we get big is if we all get big. And that's the only way that we all get to be on a boat in Sarasota one day. So <laughs> expand the industry, baby. Yeah, expand. Gotta, it's got to grow. We can't keep being a bunch of single man operators with small minded thinking. We have to grow to be a mature industry of multi inspector firms. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a single man operator. And if that's where your comfort level is, you're going to have a great life. You're going to make 75K a year. It's going to be well above the national average. And you're going to do fine. But if you want something different and a different level of, op of opportunity, then let's have the discussion. And we'll have the discussion in person here in a few short months in, uh, in the Woodlands this year, the IEB conference. The Woodlands is that where it's at? Yeah, out of Austin. So, I I'll be there. I'll be there for Unite. I, I'm thinking we're going to bring out a couple of people. IAB has been um, one of we've worked with a bunch of coaching groups. Um, IAB has been the first one that's come to us with um, the right heart and the right attitude and the right openness and the right mindset 
for what they want the industry to be. I mean, when you walk into a room and this isn't a joke, when you walk into a room and you go shake hands with a guy that does $8 million in sales, $9 million in sales, $7.5 million in sales. And I know I can pick up my phone whenever I want and call them and they will answer and they will help me through my problems. That's value. And that's how you get to grow your business is by being around those people with the same end goal, grow the, yeah. grow the industry. You know, that's how we get what we want. Hanging out at that conference is we look forward to the two times a year, you know, we go to those events because it's inspiring. We get to talk in person and do this in person over a beer or drink. And it, it fills us up for the whole year of just. Yeah. Inspiration and motivation. Awesome. I'm, I'm sad that they're only having two in-person events a year. Um, I would love to have more, but you know, we are in these coronial times. So <laughs> we gotta do what we gotta do. Yep. If you haven't been to an IEB event um or haven't at least looked at some of their free content, you really have to. I think so. Now I, I get questions from people and I'll let you go here real quick. I'm sure your calendar is full just like mine. Um if you want to grow a multi-inspector firm and you want to own a business outside of yourself, there's no other coaching group that's going to help you do it better. That's just the way it is. You're going to get to talk to people that run multi-million dollar inspection firms, and you're going to get to learn from their mistakes and stand on their shoulders and build something great. And the openness so, is just next level. I've never seen anything like it is. No, it, it is absolutely tremendous. And it's, it's a weird topic because like, you know, if you want to go open a restaurant, there's a restaurant community that is just as open. When you go to realtor events, there's 50 realtors that are just talking about being realtors. <laughs> Why is that? That's what needs to happen inside of our industry. And that's what happens inside of IEB. Well said, my man. All right. Hey, we'll wrap there. You dropped, you dropped so many nuggets, just like I thought you would. Um, I appreciate you again. It's been amazing to be on this journey together over five, six years. Um, and we're just maybe in the middle of it. Yeah. I miss you, brother. Let me know when we're doing yacht time in Florida. All right. <laughs> we'll do. All I don't right, own man. one yet, but I'm gonna love it. I'll talk right, to you I later. Appreciate it. Thank you.